Investing Compass is brought to you by Morningstar Australia. We'll run through the fundamentals of investing, take a deep dive of concepts and offer practical explanations, tools and resources that will allow you to invest confidently. The information contained in this podcast is general in nature. It does not take into consideration your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Welcome to our investing shortcut episode on asset allocation. In a study called the Brinson Study, which was first published in 1986, Brinson explained that over 90% of overall investment returns can be attributed to asset allocation decisions. So this is a really significant concept. If there's something that influences your investment returns to that extent, you're going to want to know about it. So today we'll discuss why it's so important to investment returns and how you should think about these decisions with your own portfolio of investments. So let's start with a definition. Asset allocation simply refers to the amount of different asset classes that you have in your portfolio. Asset allocation can get really complex with a huge variety of asset classes and how much you should put into individual holdings. But today, we're going to keep it simple and we're going to focus on the traditional split of growth and defensive assets. The same concept applies, though. You get different risks and different returns from different investments and how you allocate your money to them will drive returns. So assets like stocks, property, alternatives, asset classes that are known for growth, and then defensive assets were considered cash, bonds, and fixed income. They're known for capital preservation. So all of these assets have different risks and returns. So the composition of your portfolio and how much you you include in each means that you will change the return that you achieve at the end of the day. So one traditional allocation is a 60-40 split to stocks and bonds. So a 60% allocation to growth assets and a 40% allocation to defensive assets. And this was a really popular strategy. And it became popular because it had a good historical track record of delivering equity-like returns with less volatility. One thing to note, though, is that this particular allocation was used in a very different interest rate environment. As interest rates lowered, people started moving towards an 80-20 split to growth in defensive assets as it became harder to maintain a return above inflation with fixed income and cash. The truth is, and as we've said multiple times, that individual circumstances determine what a suitable allocation is. You might be taking too little risk or too much risk based on your particular financial goals if you just follow one of these set strategies. That's right, Mark. So I'm 27 now, and if my goal is to retire in 30 to 40 years, so best case scenario, Mark, you have me for another 40 years, I might want to take a little more risk than 60% in in growth assets. At the same time, if I have two years left until retirement, I would definitely want to lower that growth allocation from 60% just because the volatility of stocks as an asset class increases the risk of my investments not being at the goal value in two years. So for someone who complains so much about their job, that's actually amazing that another 30 years we're going to work together. I said 30 or 40. 30 or 40. I mean, you can cut me short if you like. Okay. And yeah, you said I was going to die in four years, so... (laughs) I guess I won't be around for all of it, but the key to, uh, the key to asset allocation is aligning your asset allocation to your goals. You should always start with yourself and your circumstances. We go through this in detail in our portfolio construction podcast, but ensure that you define your goals, understand the investment return that you need to get to that goal, and then you'll be able to understand the allocation between growth and defensive assets that will give you the best chance of achieving your goals. Yeah, so you'll be able to find your required rate of return through a financial calculator. So let's say your required rate of return is 3% and you've got five years to get there. Because we're in a low interest rate environment, you won't be able to achieve this by just keeping your money in the bank because nowhere to my knowledge is offering 3% on a savings account. 
But it also means that you don't need to invest all of your money in equities because that kind of risk doesn't need to be taken for a 3% return. You need to find a balance that will allow you to actually achieve that return. And there are plenty of resources online to help you find target asset allocations, but there's considerations like what's your starting balance? Do the investments have minimum balances? How often are you planning to make additional investments? And so these questions need to be considered when selecting your final investments to fulfill that asset allocation. All right. So we've learned two important things during this podcast. The first thing that we learned, of course, is that Shani will be working with me for 30 to 40 years. That's probably something only I care about. But for everyone else, we learned that asset allocation is extremely important to the returns you achieve and will ultimately determine whether you reach your financial goals or you don't. At the end of the day, that's the point of investing. It's not to beat the market. It's not to make as much money as possible. It's to achieve your goal. You invest in the market to get your goals, and the asset allocation you choose will give you the formula to increase your chances of getting there. Any advice is general advice prepared by Morningstar without reference to your financial objectives, situation, or needs. You should consider the advice in light of these matters and any relevant product disclosure statement before making any decision to invest.